Death Watch's Call of Cthulhu campaign Descent into Darkness Season 3. I am Travis and I will be your keeper today. Now last time we left off Dr. Andrews, you and Mr. Monroe and a few other people that you were with had retreated into a church because Monroe had uh, been sedated and you were carrying the body of the guy that you saw killed um, out while you were searching for the missing woman into this church and uh there you guys have been and during that time dr call had taken the opportunity while you guys were examining the body to harvest some gun fluid clund fluid Mm. (laughs) also you found another body inside the church the body of the minister because this was a presbyterian church who looked like he had been killed the same way but since rigor mortis had set in it had been a little bit ago rather than this most recent and you guys had gotten into a tense moment with Sheriff Hooper but currently he sort of stand, he's standing in the corner trying to figure out what is going to go on with you guys in the situation and finally Mr. Monroe had um, what did you do Mr. Monroe? I'd... Oh you had warned that the <clears throat> entity the djinn was just outside of the church mm. apparently Also, Dr. Call theorized that, uh, I forget the exact number, but the djinn's radius has been growing exponentially and that the town will soon be in danger of being able to be harvested. Yeah, uh, Dr. Andrews, you have on occasion known Dr. Call to reference his detective novels. (laughs) He will say this is just like in one of my detective novels, Mm -hmm. but he says any crime there's a pattern to it because it needs opportunity or a reason right and he says we just have to figure out where they're occurring what we might be able to so that was the basis for it and the frequency he was trying to figure out and you guys with only a limited number of bodies had come around to ralph the poor guy who died during the search being the most recent this minister dying sometime yesterday probably since he was still at the church his corpse was and then the missing woman disappeared the day before Presume, if you presume that she was taken in by the djinn, then this was one body a, a day, one victim a day. So that is the stage of today's play. But before we get into it, let's get an introduction from our investigators. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Detective Jack Glover. <laughs> I'm Brandon, playing Dr. Wallace Andrews. And I'm Justin, playing Lance Monroe. <laughs> This is the uh, 
we're going to do the one where we don't talk a lot this time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Straight to the point. Well, I couldn't think of anything witty. No, that's, that's fine, because uh, Monroe had actually, for the first time in his life... Shut up. ...managed to say something <laughs> concisely and to the point, <laughs> and it took heavy sedation <laughs> to get him there. All right, so let's see. Let's uh, set the immediate scene a little bit more for you, Andrew. So Sheriff Hooper, who I put his image on the corkboard there, old-looking fella, next to this rough map of uh, Ross's corner. And he had instructed all of you guys to stop doing what you were doing. You were currently examining the bodies, because I, playing as Dr. Andrews, came up with the theory that the larvae from back in Peru left some residue of Mm -hmm. their attacks, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why it's like an early clue. So you were looking if there was something to indicate more information about how these people died or what killed them. But he had called you away from doing that examination and told you to sit down until he got this all figured out. Things had gotten a little tense between him and Detective Glover until Monroe laid out what had actually what he thought was actually occurring to Sheriff Hooper. And Hooper, upon hearing that information, couldn't handle it really well. So he's kind of off by himself thinking about it. I also accused Hooper of being either uh, <laughs> right. very inept or very stupid, like turning a blind eye to the murders that have recently mm. been happening. It's a competence attack on his character. Uh, so you guys have been afforded sort of a window to discuss amongst yourselves, and that's where Dr. Call is just finishing up saying, like, well, yes, if, you, if we can detect a pattern, then we can predict the next occurrence. And uh, I think it's quite obvious that unless the frequency increases, we should be safe for today. The the gin is sated, but this will occur tomorrow. Okay. <clears throat> I will point out that I had purposefully avoided using any supernatural language while explaining what had happened to the sheriff. Right. You know, putting it in more mundane terminology that it was yeah. a creature. Yeah. Yeah. That had been, you know, captured and imprisoned in the house and that it had broken free recently. Yeah, yeah I think I was the one that was slipping up on that. Uh, he struggled yeah. with the concept of uh, something that's killing these people that's neither man nor animal that uh, he had got from Glover. Mm. And uh, he also wanted to assume it was a human murderer for the sake of argument. And you were, I think you insisted that. It's not human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. So who right. who all is in here? So it's Sheriff Hooper off on one side of the church, sort of, you know, uh, he's kind of rubbing his chin, trying to think of what to do. Come to terms. <laughs> and the rest of you had been instructed to sit in the pews. And the rest of you is yourself, Dr. Andrews, Jack Glover, Mr. Monroe, and Dr. Call with two corpses. Ralph, one of the searchers, for the missing woman and the minister of this Presbyterian church. Uh, you could give me a medicine roll to reflect what you had been looking at. Maybe you can narrow down the timing of this minister's death. You'd had a window of three to 36 hours based off of rigor mortis. That's roughly how long that lasts once it sets in. Mm. Dude, come on, just push. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, will push it. Yep. There you go. It's kind of high rolling today, though. Juanita. <laughs> Be careful. 7393, not a good start. Yeah, so you are just doing an estimate based off of how the blood has congealed around 
the wound and where he bled on the desk after he was killed. You're just doing like a rough estimate that you think he would have been killed at late afternoon at the earliest yesterday. So on Sunday, after uh, his congregation had gone home and he had gone to do the things that ministers do. And did this other, this fresh corpse was also killed around late afternoon today? Right. Yeah. All right. So we got about a 24 hour, which would probably also gel about right with the number of corpses that were left in the train depot, the abandoned train depot. Yeah. Because was it? This gin's only been released for like what, two months, a month? Yeah. So if according to what Meriwether said in his letter, that his life was sort of the binding element that kept the gin contained, and from your examination of the process, that is sort of a stage where things can occur. So if a binding, if you if you summon the entity to you, but you can't do anything from that point, and you guys flee or it. It somehow gets away, then as it's sort of bound in the place you summoned it, okay. which is what occurred to them. Yeah. So that's kind of like a suboptimal solution to the problem, uh, according to what the ceremony, how it's laid out. It's right? our failsafe, yeah. essentially. You're trying to subjugate as as... it or, you know, get its powers, how the writer talks about it, you know. But at the very least, it binds it to that location. Yeah. And then it would be linked to our deaths. Yeah. So, Monroe, how bad are you scheming our gin? <laughs> Don't answer that. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that yet. But there are things running through his head. But anyway, we need to get, at the very least, we need to get Monroe out of here to get the, to make use of the glun fluid. Right. So why are we holed up in here? The sheriff. The sheriff won't let us go yet. Oh, okay. All right. He had, um, um, well, you originally came here because you, Dr. Call had requested to look at the bodies and so had you. Yeah, And he said, well, this is the closest place we can take it. We don't really have, you know, a hospital per se here in town. So, And that was just the most convenient location relative to where you guys were. But then things got a little tense. Yeah. So that's the situation you're in. Yeah. Well, do we think we're going to allow the sheriff to keep us here? Like how important, like how important it is it that we, well, I mean. I think it's kind of important that we uh, at the very least have a authority figure on our side, right? Mm. That way, if whatever you nut jobs want to do here, he kind of he kind of <laughs> understands what's going on. Well, somebody's going to have to go see if they can smooth over the feathers that Glover ruffled. <laughs> I'll puff <laughs> my cigar his direction. <laughs> I already did what I could. Hooper. At, least not, at least we're not in jail. Mm. We're burning daylight here. You make up your mind yet? Yeah, I uh, I know. Um, I just don't know what to do with you boys, and I don't know how to stop this person. And he looks pointedly hmm? at uh, Monroe, who's doing who's doing these killings. You guys are persons of interest. I can't just very well let you go have the run of the town now, can I? So it seems like we're both in it together. How are we going to stop it from happening? I'm fine with that. What about you guys? Yeah, it's fine with me. All right. I'll let Monroe or Dr. Andrews talk to you about it. They're the ones that are setting up this game plan. I'm just muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll kind of, I think uh, he's probably ready for his next cigar. So he'll go over and kind of stub it out on the church window yeah. and toss it at that, the, the butt outside and pull out a new one. <laughs> Light right. that up. 
I wonder if they were smoked in church back in those days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it depends on that's the where denomination. That's started smoking, was it, church. Well, it depends on the denomination. Right. Like, that's where, like, church wardens are rumored to start from, is because there were certain denominations where, like, you had to abstain from certain stuff yeah, yeah. inside various right. facilities. And the that it was a loophole, because the church warden, from what they believe, was long enough to sit outside the window. Oh, okay. So a priest would come by, fill it with tobacco, and it would be outside nice. of the, the building. That's like uh, urban legend, essentially. So, Well, given that a murder had occurred here, it would be the least of the unholy practices but that Glover doesn't really <laughs> care. care. Yeah, yeah and, and Hooper's not giving you any grief about it. It's the situation. Better the rules not. of the shoot, situation have changed. I yeah. would shoot him down in a hot second. Like, well, Mr. Monroe, doctor, how do we stop this thing? Because well, I'm thinking I got to get the state troopers involved from this point. Yeah, it won't do any good. What just, do you mean it won't do any good? Just bring it more victims. Yeah. You're going to have to understand that you're not going to understand <laughs> how we can stop this thing. You just have to put your faith in us. Well, my number one problem is keeping it from happening to more of the good folk here in Ross's Corner. So exactly. how do I keep them safe tonight? Oh, they should be safe tonight if Dr. Call is correct in his assumptions. Mm. Uh, well, I may I may be wrong. This from Dr. Call. If the frequency is increasing, it could happen sooner. Don't show yourself short, Doctor. <laughs> but either way, that means we have to act quickly. Yes. Uh, and since we don't have all of the things that we're going to need, at least one of us would have to go back to Boston to get the rest of the ingredients we need for the incense mm -hmm. and the book the books yeah. yeah yeah so that's what we need to do we need to get back to boston in a hurry you get the stuff we need come right back all right you want to try your persuade role dr andrews uh he had gotten tense monroe had brought him back to neutral but now maybe the good mm, push it that's how i made him tense <laughs> by the way that's crazy that i'm rolling that high <laughs> come on bust out that bedside manner Okay, I'll push it. <laughs> nice. <Okay. laughs> Hard success. Well, I believe that you at least believe the way you're laying it out. And I think that you will be back, Doctor, and I'm going to hold you to that. Show him the hand. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few guys I can deputize and we'll keep a extra eye out around here. Mm -hmm. Remember, unalloyed. Unalloyed. Uh, aside from that, what else should I be doing? What am I looking for? I didn't... Well, I didn't, I didn't see what it, I mean, I didn't see a physical representation of it. So your guess is as good as mine. Well, from what we've seen, it, it is, did disturb uh, the trees. It is a camouflaged entity, but you can see it in the trees, uh, or at least the effect of it in the trees. When does camouflage come about? Get a bunch of <laughs> cans and hang them from strings in front of the doors. <laughs> or some beads or something. Yeah, I suppose we could do that. All right. So I was trying to see if he, if the timing was right that he could come up with the one-eyed purple people eater song. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he came out in like the 50s. <laughs> He's a little too old for that. Yeah, it's one eye, one horn, <laughs> flies. I think it's purple. He says, uh, well. Well, I don't. Now, I'll like, I'll lean over to Monroe. Be like, I'm not sure why. It seems to me like I'm the one who's been yeah. 
nominated to go back and get the stuff. But I think that the effects of that curse are still in place. And, uh, you know, if we don't want the tires to fly off, maybe somebody else should go back to uh, It Boston. already happened. <laughs> My good Sheriff Hooper, if you would allow me, uh, you could come with me while I gather the things that we're needing and bring me directly back here. Come with you to Boston? Yes. Oh, no good. I, I have duties to attend here. Do you have a trusted person that would uh, accompany me and make sure you you seem hesitant to let us leave but one of us does need to if we're going to do what we believe is needed to stop this thing i uh, i could do that you got a <laughs> you drove down here is that right yeah dr call this yeah I was, the rest I, of it's good <laughs> speed racer dr call <laughs> yeah i got i got two guys two guys i was thinking about swearing in tonight to help me out with this so i'll send one of them with you okay and i guess <clears> in return i get the doctor and Mr. Glover, the two doctors? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Shouldn't you have Dr. Call drive you? Because he can drive like a bat out of hell. Yeah, yeah. There would be enough room for the third person. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then uh, Glover and Dr. Andrews will remain behind, and you're going to gather mm-hmm. your stuff. Yeah, I think we had gathered everything we needed other than the Glund fluid already. Uh, so it yeah. should just be going back and grabbing it and then coming back out. We could even be back by... By nighttime, or mm-hmm. I guess not by nighttime, Late night. is, but yeah, yeah, and we could start preparing early morning, yeah, yeah. So that's what we can do because there's nothing really that you're gathering that is going to be a hang up from your end because you were going to get the two books, both versions of the De Vermis Mysterious, you are going to get a chunk of amber, mm-hmm. and presumably some things you might have on hand to that are incense like that you could mix the glun fluid yeah that and you guys had harvested i'm trying to remember I, I thought that we'd gathered together all the materials for the incense other than the glun fluid already well given the that they were non-specific about what else they had to be i'm going to make an assumption that the occult master monroe probably has a few things on hand okay. that would fill into that that role so it it could be like you're just burning sage that you had yeah. you had put in this glun fluid and uh, let it dry out so you could burn it again. That's that could be as simple as that. You know, okay. it would be whatever type of incense he would prefer. And you know, sage is is usually a yeah, protective thing. Yeah, anyway. that's a, one of the classic ones. So it can be that. I don't see any hangups on your end. Just the amount of time it takes you to travel back and then. And then back again to Ross's Corners. So that leaves you guys here for a few hours, yeah. most of a night. And so... Anyway, Sheriff Hooper, <laughs> I think we should probably get out of this church uh, just in case the esteemed doctor calls. Estimate Estimations are off. And you got those rooms over at Mop Peters? Sure do. All right. Well, I guess that's it for us then. So am I going to walk out here and get killed when I open this door? Just keep your eye on the trees. Yeah, so, you know, he goes to open the doors to the church, you know, his hand hovering on the handle there for a second. He doesn't seem to really fully buy into that prospect of some invisible killing machine, but he's still hesitant nonetheless. But finally, he does open the door. There's just the last uh, few minutes of daylight left that um, stream into the church. But nothing comes out and gets them, and uh, you guys are free to go. All right. 
Glover will keep an eye on the trees. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't quite believe, but he also doesn't. I mean, he saw something. Yeah. So I think he's kind of nervous. Well, you don't see anything when you go out there, but it is getting late. There's a lot more shadows out than there were before when you first came in here. So it can do that thing where when you see breeze go through the trees, it will draw your attention to it, but you're pretty sure it just resolves into natural phenomena. It's just a bad time to tell you folks I'm three days away from retirement. <laughs> oh, that is a bad time. <laughs> While you're on suspension, that's, that's a good deal. Uh, yeah, so you guys are outside of the church. You can walk. It's not too far to get to the boarding house that Detective Glover secured for you guys. She was with a woman named Ma Peters. She runs the general store. And these are just rooms, spare bedrooms in her house that her sons used to use at one point. She said there were two rooms. One has a set of bunk beds in it, and one just has a bed on its own. Mm -hmm. And she's got, like, when you guys come in, she's like, welcome, welcome. There's some fried chicken that I made for dinner. You guys are welcome to. Cold now, but that's how I like it. <laughs> and these are the rooms, and she shows you. She's got some fresh linens out and everything for you. Mm -hmm. She's like... Detect or, or Mr. Glover, you'll probably want the single bed, given your size. <laughs> Is he big? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tall. 80. Bam. But, yeah, that's why it's part of his character description. He's always hunched over because he's trying not to... Uh, not to loom. Yeah. And, and even then, you'll probably still have to scrunch up on there. Fried chicken, you say? Yes. That sounds very good. Uh, my wife, she's been... Out of town for a little bit. I haven't. I've been in drastic need of some good home cooking. Mm. Well, I, I like it. <laughs> Hopefully, you do too. Husband seems to like it. I've been trying to think for a while, Chris, how to get you to hear that Ma Peters has a good deal on bacon, but I haven't mm. been able to come across it naturally, <laughs> <laughs> so that you can then you know come around to her shop and ask about. <laughs> I heard you had a good deal on some bacon. Yeah, yeah there you go, Travis. Oh, man. But yes, the chicken is very tasty. Uh, comes with some corn on the cob and biscuits mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, I think so. For me, it'll be one of those situations where, like, as soon as I start eating, I'll realize how insanely hungry I actually am. Yeah. Especially from using the, you know, from Power. manipulating the strands of time. Yeah, and I rolled your constitution for you, which you passed uh, last time based off of the use of that spell, because as I've described before, it seems to stress your body physically uh, more yeah. so than normal. So you, after that occurrence, you had broke out into this, the sweat that you're accustomed to. You're expecting it to put a more strain on that injury you sustained trying to jump the ditch, but that's what your constitution rolled out of. So you didn't take any further damage. But yeah, you have that muscle soreness like, You've been working out very hard. Yeah. So, yeah, when you start putting food in your mouth, it just disappears. And it seems like when you reach the end of that basket of chicken she has for you that you could do with a few more pieces. Yeah, I'll go ask her if she has any good deals on bacon. <laughs> <laughs> no need. I got uh, some smoked ham and some good German mustard right here. <laughs> so how long how long is that trip they'll be taking how long are we going to be waiting here you think realistically 
they can get back and get a train into Boston, but they'll have to wait till the passenger trains start running again in the morning. So they probably won't be here till late morning tomorrow. Okay. But Ma Peters leaves you uh, to it. And so I guess just the two of you in the boarding, in these boarding rooms that she set up for you. And if there's nothing else, then we can pass the night. Yeah. I'll just uh, lay on the bed and puff my cigar. Do I notice anything suspicious about Ma Peter? No, not really. She, uh, I mean, you can give me a psychology roll. Might as well, right? Oh, man. I hate when I do that. Ooh, hard success. So, yeah, you can tell she is uncomfortable with your presence here. Mm-hmm. But because you succeed on those, you're, you're correctly assuming it has more to do with the situation that's going on. And you guys just being strangers, but she's doing her, you know, level best to err on the side of good Christian hospitality for your neighbor, basically. Yeah. You know? But it's her heart's not fully in it. You know, you guys make her uncomfortable. Okay, so then, um, yeah, when she goes to leave or whatever, leave us alone. I'll ask her if if she happens to have an extra Bible that I could borrow, because I didn't bring my own. And we've got to wait a good few hours. Uh, She does, and that actually does uh, go a little ways to easing her bad feelings about you guys. She's more than happy to go off and fetch it for you. Okay. And you can see when she gives it to you that it was uh, likely the Bible of her husband, her late husband, right? Mm. Because, you know, it's got all his notes that he he would write in it and stuff, so... Because out of those Bibles, a lot of times you'll have them, you put like genealogy or just random stuff in the beginning. So, yeah. Versus marked out, that sort of thing. Okay. Well read, sort of a relic from the past, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll thank her. Um, and then I guess that's what I'll do to s- spend the time, to pass the time, I mean. Anything specific for you, Clover? No, I think I'll just kind of lay on my bed. You know, kick my shoes off, maybe take off the outer layer of clothing so I'm in my tank top and just lay on my back, puff on my cigar, and kind of have my hat down over my eyes until Dr. Andrews is done with the light. Okay. You end up your reading with a relatively hopeful verse, because if you have nothing in particular reading, it's always good to go to the Gospels. So mm-hmm. you you end up in the Gospel at Mark, just starting it over again for... How many ever times it has happened, but in which that first chapter does describe that Jesus has authority over all invisible forces. So uh, you try to take it as something comforting, but it lasts a brief amount of time. You know, when you close the book and the lights go off and you're really contemplating this concept of an invisible entity that killed somebody nearly right in front of you. Mm Mm-hmm. But then eventually you do get to sleep. You get a hit point back, hmm. Dr. Andrews, from one that you lost. Me too. And yes, if you've lost some. I've lost two because I hit myself in the face with uh, a hard object to simulate that I was in dire need of my life or like fighting for my life. Yeah. So for Mr. Monroe, who is in an underlying state of insanity... There is a profound effect where the further you get away from Ross's corner, the better you feel, almost, you know, as though 
you could just stay in Boston. This mm-hmm. could be somebody else's problem. I mean, that might not be what Monroe's thinking. It's actually kind of a cowardly thought that enters your head because it's not really the Monroe thoughts that I've heard from you. But Well, actually, the what's really going through his head right now is that he's a liability to all of this. But oh, there's a gen uh, with power to be. <laughs> well, he's not interested in in you know finding more power. Yeah, that that's not like who he is. He he's a seeker of truth mo, mo, for the most part. Um, but reading through Meriwether's journal, one person stepped forward in a bout of madness and messed up the circle, and that's why you know first of all he was killed, and second of all it completely yeah. disrupted the ceremony and. If I am completely losing control of myself, like if that dark pharaoh takes over right. while I'm trying to assist with this, so he's he's mm. seriously considering taking himself out of the ritual and out of trying to assist further. Nine, 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 Hermann Roll. <laughs> you are letting an opportunity go to waste. <laughs> That's what Johan would say, but. Yeah, no, Lance is, is seriously thinking of like removing himself completely. Well, in a metagame sense, you know. That if you get a good night's sleep, you're going to reset the clock on it a little bit because you're not indefinitely insane yet, which means you'll go back to out of that underlying state of insanity. So, um, but it still happened twice now, right? Two days in a row, (laughs) yeah, where yeah, I've completely lost control and yeah, in one case caused the death of a person. And in another case, uh, nearly got us arrested with acting strange. Yeah, you'll have to proceed with caution for sure. I think the the subconscious thought that I control, uh, the, maybe the part of you that does lust for power, say that, well, any mortal in that situation is a liability. That's the risk if you want the reward, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Monroe that tried to cut a deal with father in the Tenebis uh, space speaking. But it's just a matter of, of if you can sleep tonight or not, I suppose. So Yeah. Because you're you're able to gather your things, uh, you know, and none of those are a hang-up or yeah. too costly. And I had kind of assumed that we were heading straight back to Ross's corner as soon as we'd gathered everything. Uh, yeah, you can. Because we got the rental, right? The car? Uh, yeah, the, the drive is actually longer. You can do it. Dr. Call is willing if you want to I drive he's through. bursting with energy. Through the night. <laughs> I guess it's partly up to the person that's watching us. Yeah. Uh, oh, the deputy? Yeah, the deputy. If if he wants us back at Ross's corner, then you know, we're going to kind of have to follow his his uh will on that yeah. or else possibly face, you know, Well, his name trouble. is uh Norwood and he's like a young corn-fed fella, right? Okay. And he doesn't look too particular as far as that goes. Okay. He just said, Sheriff Hooper said, I'm riding with you guys. Oh, okay. Magic points. They come, come back, back one per, per hour. hour. Yeah. So I'd have them all back. Okay. So he's not putting any pressure in that regard. So that's, that's the problem. If, if you stay in Boston and leave in the morning, then you'll get a night's sleep without an issue. Set you back a little bit. If you drive through the night, it's going to take a roll on your half to feel rested by the time you get back into uh, Ross's corners. Okay. So it'll be your choice. Yeah, if the deputy's not going to push it, then um, ask Dr. Call if the deputy could s- stay at his place for the evening. He 
has mentioned many times his big empty house. Right. <laughs> so, um, and maybe I'll even offer to, to stay there. So the deputy has us both in one place. And now it's full of detective paper mache and... <laughs> versions of his wife everywhere. And you have to make a sanity roll when you come in. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Dr. Call, he's made, mm-hmm. the, he's made effigies of his wife everywhere and, yeah. <laughs> they're wearing her dresses and, <laughs> oh and, don't mind <laughs> like that one guy that taxidermied the woman right yeah yes. um he's got one propped up you know in the kitchen like oh she's just in there baking yeah no he's more than happy to put you up he says it's been ages since i've had any guests over so don't mind the mess which it doesn't actually end up being messy you see the the ghost of his wife in all the decor in the home you know he's left it mostly untouched you can see the the beginnings of where his new bachelor lifestyle is sort of taking over, where mm-hmm. he has kind of like a little haunt in the kitchen that he's always at where things are piling up. But most everything is dusty, but, you know, it had that woman's touch to it, the decor. Okay. But, yeah, he, he, he has rooms for each of you guys to have one, and you have no problem sleeping there. No problem getting rest. Okay. So when you wake up in the morning, you're... This here, your sanity one fifths uh, reset to fifteen that need to be lost in one day for you to go indefinitely insane. Uh, five at one time gives you the temporary belt of madness and would put you into an underlying state of insanity. But I mean, you're in the light of a new morning. You have a more positive outlook. That doesn't mean it would be an unrealistic one. I'm just it. It's yeah. not as dim uh, as it was the night before for your role-playing purposes. But yeah, there, Dr. Call and uh, Norwood, Deputy Norwood, are already in the kitchen sharing a cup of coffee. And Dr. Call is like, ah, Mr. Monroe, can I entice you with a cup of coffee? Uh, yes. Uh, I'll be more than happy to take a cup of coffee uh, before we start on, on uh, some of our preparations. And what will those preparations be? Are we doing stuff now, or or shall we depart straight away? Well, uh, with the urgency of the matter, I believe that we should be out and about as soon as possible so we can return to Ross's corner with uh, plenty of time in the early morning left to do what we need to. If your assumptions are correct, then uh, we most likely don't want to be out there come this afternoon or evening. Well, I hope that they are not... And perhaps I have the pattern all wrong, and the thing will not kill again today. However, I am ready to travel, and now that I understand the route, I believe I can best my time. So I hope you are ready. <laughs> He's going to kill us in a car accident on the way. Is out he there. busting out like a, like a from like maybe his youth with him and his wife, like the driving gloves right. and the? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> she, my wife always said to take these things off. They make me look like a fool, but they allow me to grip the wheel. Four, 42 miles an hour was right. the top speed yeah. of a Model T in 1921. And really, you're yeah, cruising you on, <laughs> on streets, you know, because you got no internet, interstate system. So a crew, like a good speed would probably be like 20, 25 miles an hour. And yeah. that gets a little nerve wracking when he takes some of those turns, yeah. you know, because you don't have any modern suspension or anything like that. So. Have you ever ridden in one of those cars? <laughs> no, but I've heard them described. Anyway. Yeah, I got to ride in one when I was a kid. They had a, like yeah. one at a museum that you could yeah. take rides in. And Were yeah. these still wood framed ones or were we metal right now? <laughs> the one I read in, I rode in was a metal frame one, mm. but... Yeah, it had that uh, 
that seat that we sat in that was basically the trunk that just kind of mm. folds up with a like right a, yeah a seat and ev- you could feel every single bump like modern suspension is a miracle mm-hmm. compared <laughs> to that yeah. So, yeah i can't imagine like driving in one of those <laughs> over like a, a bumpy like dirt road or something right. that's yeah. mainly used for horses yeah we're in the middle frames uh it started in 1914 by 1930 a majority of cars for that's for dodge so back in ross's corners when you guys wake in the morning ma peters has hot coffee ready as well along with waffles and cream Mm. whipped cream for those who wish to partake so for you dr andrews it's a new day and it's as we had theorized earlier that you do feel the lift or at least the lessening of this fatalistic attitude that you have so it's almost like you've been running under the burden of weight yeah. for a while and now you finally shed it or most of it and you you <laughs> like people would probably notice uh like glover when you see him, birds are chirping yeah he's yeah. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed well, considering the circumstances right yeah so that's what i would do right away is I'd actually go look at him and and look at the the strands his strands because there was right that yeah curse they had had faded from the drive down yeah yeah you can't so I'd like peek my head and just stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking like like uh, above you a little bit like he looks at you and then he kind of looks up and around. I like to think that this is happening wherever the coffee's <laughs> right being served. So I'll yeah. be kind of holding one cup and. What you got in? What's gotten on to you? It's gonna be a good day. <laughs> that does remind me. Of, um, I'm not just gonna bring the books. I'm gonna bring them in the sarcophagus, right, yeah. and I'm gonna have like all of the other stuff. Basically, using that as a carrier right, for yeah. everything. Need to start uh, putting like sticky note wardings on it too. Just <laughs> try to seal it up. <laughs> yeah. So I'll sit down with the coffee then, and I'll look at Glover, and I'll say. Having possession of the De Vermis Mysterious carries with it a curse, and its effects had been over me for the last few couple of days, three days. And yep. uh, I left it finally back in Boston inside a, a gold sarcophagus. See, the gold helps to contain the energies of this sort of thing. That's what I mentioned, unalloyed metal. That's what I'm talking about, because it's a pure metal. Anyway, I didn't feel it. Uh, the curse fading right away but when i woke up this morning i realized that um that it it has started to fade away it's like not gone completely i can you're not sure you have uh there's a there's sort of a shadow of doubt in your mind when you look at the these lines that you've become accustomed to picking out that Mm -hmm. are around every person and everything for that matter you can't tell if they're at their full shimmer Mm -hmm. yet for you and and glover because there's a slight difference when you look at Ma Peters, when she pops into the kitchen for a minute to grab something and go out, you know, mm. feels like hers are just a little bit brighter. Okay. So, yeah. Doc, uh, so I, I don't um, mean to interrupt you. Anyway. Uh, I don't mean any offense. Let me finish my coffee before you start in on all this. <laughs> <laughs> None taken. Yeah. Normally I'm not quite so verbose, but my apologies. <laughs> Well, since you got shut down, you still have your uh, work, which you packed a little bit in your your Gladstone bag. It was just more of these studies you were going through. You had yet to finish up that study on bacteriological analysis and water. Yeah. So you finished that one up while you're letting Glover finish up his coffee. 
And yeah, it's just a shoddy once you're once you read the last page, all the the methodology is suspect. Yeah. You know? And not and on top of that, they didn't even write it very well, you know, many errors in grammar. But uh, you will not be able to recommend that one for publication. <laughs> not if not unless, not if you want to be honest about it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, this new generation in their <laughs> letter speak in non formal ways. And it's, disrespectful yeah. and they're using too many contractions in their writing uh, to stop mm-hmm. doing that yeah keep your references to pop culture out of it right <laughs> let's be professional for crying out loud <laughs> people don't have the love for the classics that they should yeah but you had expected mr monroe to arrive late morning so you guys have a few hours before he gets here to do any sort of preparation you might for whatever you're going to do for the day. And uh, Sheriff Hooper does call in at some point. He stops in uh, after you'd finish up your coffee, Glover. You know, there's a tap at the door. Miss Peter, Mrs. Peters gets it and in walks Sheriff Hooper. Ah, morning, Sheriff. Morning? Just finishing up my coffee. Have you ever had Mrs. Peters' coffee? Uh, yeah, and she offers a cup. Yeah, I'll take one, yeah. I think I might become a permanent residence here just <laughs> so I can have some more of this coffee, Mrs. Peters. It's delightful. Oh, well, thank you very much. I like how she's not taking any of my... Uh, <laughs> she's not having any of it. Meanwhile, funky hand over here is getting all the fun. <laughs> You're going to have to reach back into that old faith of yours mm. if you, you want to impress the widow. But um, the nurse syndrome. I think she's like s- sensing city slicker, right, like yeah. you know, fake smile on yeah. me is how I. Well, there's an edge that's hard to file off of Glover just because of his job, you know. Yeah, someone's always a criminal or yeah. up to something. Yeah. So it's a little, it's a little difficult to to get that out completely. It works better in town, though. You're right on that, you mm-hmm. know, because everybody kind of has a little different uh, vibe there. And these waffles, family recipe. Yeah, learned them from my grandmother. I'm gonna to have to put you in contact with my with my wife. You don't gotta give her everything, but at least point her in the right direction. Oh, I would be happy to share it. <laughs> so you know, uh, Sheriff Hooper gives her kind of a look, you know, and she's like, "Well, I got a few things to tend to. I'll leave you boys to it. Just lock the door when you gentlemen leave. Yeah, you have a good day, uh, Mrs. Peters. I uh, and you. And yeah, Hooper's <laughs> damn. outsider (laughs) hooper's uh he says you know in the cold light of the morning i have to say i feel a little bit silly even playing around with this notion i don't know what to make of it i agree 100 percent, sheriff but these fellows have a way of convincing you on day two or three Uh, yeah yeah Yeah, i've been there myself sheriff uh, not that long ago when I found myself in... A thousand yard stare coming. Peru. <laughs> yeah. You know, with them explaining the same sort of madness to me as if as if they were explaining yesterday's baseball scores or something everybody ought to know and everybody ought to believe. <laughs> but here I am explaining it to you. So That was when I found myself elbow deep into the 
gaping wound of of a mm-hmm. of a elephant rifle <laughs> pulling out the remains <laughs> of a fat slug. <laughs> well, you know, gentlemen, we all live. Maybe our... you uh, should let me finish my coffee first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you. Hey, doctor. you started it. I told you, Doctor Andrews. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You'll you you'll have a different opinion by the end of today. I can guarantee you that. Well. Here's what I'm going to do. I I have my other deputy on patrol right now, and uh, I'm going to get the town together and tell them that we have an unknown uh, subject, probably rolling off the trains. That works. Animal also works. I got to tell them, you know, they killed... Some of them I'm sure I already know about poor Ralph, but I got to tell them about the minister too. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to see if I can get a... A curfew in. It'll be hard to do that before sundown. So I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if they'll take to that. And I don't necessarily have the authority to institute it if you know what I'm saying, but they do have a tendency to listen if if it's good sense. Mm -hmm. But what else do you need from me after that? Because all I have to do is go out and talk to a farmer about his cattle today, and then I just need to know what we're doing. Hmm. Wait. I'd like to... Wasn't there... Weren't we some, some, a sacrifice? <laughs> you could be the sacrifice. Um, no, an animal. Wasn't was it? Or am I we thinking needed of something human else? blood okay. for it. Um, the cursed well, version needed calls blood. for human yeah. blood. Yeah. The uncursed calls for blood. Yeah. So blood yeah. sacrifice could be animal or human. Yeah. Is how it's traditionally understood. But the cursed one narrowly defines it as a human sacrifice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Although we did, um, I believe Glover and Whitmire found like a raccoon or something that had mm-hmm. died in the same way. Yeah, so, as the rest it, of these. Yeah, the okay. so, so animal blood that. may may work. Uh, Sheriff Hooper, uh, I'd like to go with you out to that visit, but if you wouldn't be willing to have me along, uh, at the very least, look for a particular type of wounds on the animals. Uh, Dr. Andrews here can illuminate you on that. Yeah, I suppose another set of eyes wouldn't hurt. Um, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Thank you. Uh, you want to tag along? Might as well. Just don't go accusing him of being a bad rancher if you don't like the way he runs it. That has a tendency to set people on edge at odds with you, Mr. Glover. Well, I'll just have to wait and see when I get out there. <laughs> I call him like I see him. I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> he says, all right, well, uh, why don't we ride along and do that now, and then I can get everybody together all right. around lunchtime. And- uh, let me get my coat and overshirt real quick, and I'll okay. join you. Yeah, so you ride out with him in his truck to uh, the the butler farm which is really more, he has more livestock than actual farming there. And it's just a bunch of cattle, cattle land, you know, this big rolling grasslands, and you see the cattle out here and there. And uh, you roll up to where the farmhouse is through a a pretty tall gate, although it'd be easy enough to slip through the slats. It's just to keep cows from wandering off. And the old fella comes out of the farmhouse when he hears the truck crunching down the gravel road, and he kind of waves a hand when he recognizes that it's Sheriff Hooper. But you all get out of the truck there, and he looks a little taken aback, this uh, butler fella at seeing more than just Sheriff Hooper, but he uh, takes it in stride and comes up and, Hooper, morning. 
I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Detective Jack Glover? Oh, detective, you say. Is there uh, some trouble I should know about? No, no, no. I'm just out here helping some of my friends move into the uh, the old uh, Merriweather estate. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this is my good hand. friend. Dr. Andrews. Oh, Dr. N. Detective. That sounds like trouble to me. <laughs> <laughs> At least more than a couple of cattle being killed. But uh, hey, how are you gentlemen doing this morning? I'm doing great. Uh, how about yourself, sir? Okay. Well, I kinda, you may have heard I've had a couple uh, cows get killed. I'm not too happy about that. Uh, margins are pretty thin as it is. Horrible business, yeah. You got a lighter. Um, see, oh, give me a luck roll. <laughs> I, have, I have one. <laughs> I'm not going to let you use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, he says, well, match will do. Yeah. Yes, I just seem to have misplaced mine. Yeah, so he fishes out a box of matches, hands them off to you. Yeah, I'll strike one up and light my cigar. Uh, day just doesn't feel right. Unless I'm <laughs> puffing on smoking, I understand you, sir. <laughs> well, if you are all here to look at these cattle, I got them off in the tool shed over here but i'll warn you they've been sitting for a while and it's stinking <laughs> high heaven now so i'm pretty sure both dr andrews and myself we we've put up with a good bit of that type of stench yeah unfortunately uh, you want a cigar andrews or you think you can handle it i'm good thank well, you i'll offer a cigar to sheriff hooper see if he wants to blot out the smell he waves it away farmer <laughs> no they're <laughs> they probably can't get cow smell out of their nose mm. Dead or otherwise, but yeah, so he, you walk with him along around the farmhouse to the tool shed, and one thing you notice is uh, some ways distant, you can see the the outline of the old train depot, where it lies next to the track, you know, mm -hmm. the one that was stacked with corpses, you know. Is so, that the uh, old train depot over that way, Sheriff? Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, right, in, right in line of sight. You get any... uh. Uh, vagrants coming this way. Um, what was the farmer's name? Sorry. Uh, that's a good question. I closed my thing. I think it was Butler. Yeah, yeah it was. Mr. Butler. Mr. Butler. Yep. I mean, being right in sight, I hear that they're a problem. Yes, I did for a while. I I built a reputation of you'll get some birdshot coming your way if you're coming my way, though, and they have been warned off. I think my dad preferred rock salt. <laughs> well. I don't see much use for them. They're not working, so... Uh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> when when that problem clear up for you? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think I've really seen any. I'll be eyeing uh, Sheriff Hooper. <laughs> At least on my property for... Hmm, must be darn near a month now. Hmm, you don't say. Any idea why it cleared up? Uh, they they changed the routes, uh well, as I said, I didn't do much talking, just more shooting mm. <laughs> in their direction. You know, if I saw him off at my fence out there a hundred yards or something, I didn't really Sick the dogs figure I him. was going <laughs> to cause any lasting harm. Yeah. No, completely understandable. But I'll be kind of, like when he was thinking, I'd kind of be shooting a look towards Sheriff Hooper, like, it's not <laughs> right. hard to do your job, Sheriff. He just, he's just like shaking his head. Anyway, let's take a look at these <laughs> cattle of yours, well, yeah, so anyhow, the maybe they must be back, because I don't know, this doesn't look like any of the predators that I usually have to worry about out here. Um, but 
come in and take a look. And yeah, you go in, you, uh, it's, does stink to high of heaven, as he says, and he has these two cows just lying on their side, but they're all bloated up, look like uh, macabre cow balloons, you know, their legs are sticking straight out from the decomposition gases that they're filled with, and uh, it is pretty awful at first, if you guys would like to see how your characters do Mm. with that sort of thing, you can, but I won't really force the issue. Most of you guys have been in situations where decay is pretty bad, so... I'd take the risk if he didn't have his cigar, but I think it's <laughs> right. a good enough crutch. Yeah. So, yeah, he leads you around to him, and he's like, oh, here they are. Like, a, it looks like something just stabbed into him. You see here, he's pointing to, uh, well, it came in from the side, in their case, right? Mm-hmm. Right through the rib cage, right where you might want to sh- aim if you were shooting at him and wanted to kill him. Um, but I'll kind of maybe start talking to the farmer, give Andrews a good chance to do... Uh, any sort of, you know, poking around if he yeah. wants to. That's all. Uh, about how long ago did this happen? Uh, this was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, I was three nights between the two of them, but one on one night, another uh, three nights later. At uh, first, I thought maybe somebody had shot them. I didn't hear any gunshots. And, well, if you look at the wound there, I don't know um, what they would be packing. They would put that kind of... Uh, yeah, what's the... How big are they? It's like five inches maybe in diameter, like a smooth hole that goes into their side. And if you stick your fist in there or something like that, if you wanted to, I mean, I guess that's how you'd have to, if you want to verify whether any organs are missing, that that's the state you would have to go to, Dr. Andrews. Right now you're just looking at it. Though. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else happen uh, that could be maybe on this level? Uh, any of your dogs, cats? <laughs> Anything like that? Yeah. Uh, dogs were pretty vocal that night. Mm. I remember that. That's why I did the tour of the properties, because they were up all night yapping, and uh, that's when I found them. And the cows were behaving kind of weird. You know, they had a they had moved all the way over to one other side of the pasture, and they were all clumped up over there. Mm. You Something know. spooked them pretty good. Yeah, I think so. And that's what makes me think I'm some kind of animal. I just, like I said, I... Never seen an animal do that kind of yeah. damage. Yeah, they they're Easy. smarter than us, and when it comes to that type of thing, animals spook them real good, and away they go, right? Yeah, and then they don't just kill them and leave them. I mean, you know, I don't know an animal goes through all that work. Doesn't you take at least something for dinner? You know. Well, I'll turn to Doctor Andrews now. Did it take something? Yeah, so you have to get a little uh, nitty gritty if you want to to verify that some organs have been missing as it has been the pattern with these other. Yeah. Uh, I do even, you, I yeah. mean, that's your suspicion. It's, it's a pretty good hunch. It's yeah. just, if you, if you want to like a hundred percent say that it's missing, then that's what you have to do is reach your hand in there. Roll up that sleeve. Around. <laughs> yeah. They got big rubber gloves too. Mm. For yeah. This sort oh, of yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. That you can put on. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll, I'll put that on and I'll do an uh, inspection. You, you got family, uh, Mr. Butler? Yeah, most of them are grown and, uh, you know, out the coop, as they say. Ah. The son is going to take over the farm, but right now he's out there sowing his wild oats, you oh, know, yeah. as they do. Yeah, we were all like that once. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to make a roll or do I just... Uh, yeah, you could, you could... Yeah, let's do a roll. You're not too familiar with the biology of mm. 
of uh, cows. So just do the, just do not medicine. Do a spot hidden roll, right? As you're trying to search around and make sense of what your hands are feeling in there, because they're kind of oriented a little differently than a human. I was just asking see if uh, anyone else had potentially seen anything odd, a person skulking about, anything no. like that. I asked my wife, but she she of course heard the dogs as I did, but she was not out in the field. It yeah. was just. Uh, if, if old Lucky could tell you, he would. I'm sure mm. he was out there barking up a storm. I bet. Um, what's your closest neighbor around here? Well, you see, you got my farm, and then if you go down a little ways... Maybe I should have asked that out of character, but... Right. Uh, just south of me is the, is the uh, Coughlin farm, but they're closer, more close to the town, you know, so I mm. guess it would be south. Southwest from here would be the closest. All right. And then my northern neighbor, the uh, Penn farm up there, uh, you know, well, you can you can see their silo off to the north there. That's them. Have Are you in contact with any of them? Uh, yeah, I asked terms? them about it the day after the, the second cow was killed and asked them if any of their livestock had been maimed or anything, but that wasn't the case for All them. Right. Perhaps we should. I'll turn to Hooper. Perhaps we should maybe pay them a visit next. See if, see if anything's a, a mish up there. Uh, and yeah, so you you reach in there and you're trying to make sense of what you're feeling just with your hands, but you're pretty sure um, if you remember your schooling, I mean, you briefly, just in biology, did go over different animals and stuff. That That's a pretty big organ that you're looking for, and there's definitely something missing in there, you know, because you like feel up here and you feel... You know, you're pushing like lungs around and whatnot, but yeah, yes, that something's been taken. Pretty sure it's the heart. Yeah, so that's what I'll say. Be like, well, certainly seems as if the heart is missing. Well, what the heck just goes in a cow and takes its heart out? That doesn't. What do you think that is? Cat? Got a big cat up here or something? Well, no, I'll like draw attention to the wound itself and be like, you know, this is almost perfect. Right. Smooth, circular cut. Uh, no, no animal that I'm aware of can make such a clean. Thank you. Even a talented butcher might have hard time. I'll kind of start, kind of edging in there. So it looks like you were probably right on your theory. Same to Sheriff Hooper here. Probably some vagrant. Probably uh, I, I hear that in some of the biggest cities, they get a little bit in the head. If you know what I'm saying. What do you mean? Uh, living on the, the tracks, apparently, drives oh, a man yeah. a little bit uh, out of shorts with reality. Being an outcast for that long, yeah, I could see how that would work. But what are they doing with cow hearts? Who can say? I'm not a vagrant on the rails. <laughs> that said, I suggest you keep your shotgun close, uh, Mr. Butler. Thank you for allowing us on your property. Will do. Thank uh, you for stopping by. You, you uh, gentlemen expect... You'll be able to find out who or what did this anytime soon. I'll look at Mr. or at Sheriff Hooper. I'll be like, that's what we're hoping to do while we're here. Yeah, and he, he concurs with that. Anyway, unless uh, you have any further questions for this gentleman, Mr. Hooper, I think we can probably get out of this reeking shed. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think you about <laughs> got it covered, Mr. Clover, there. So uh, we'll we'll catch you later, Butler. Sounds like we're going to head up to the next farm. Yeah, just to check, just to be sure. 
All right, so when you uh, head over to the butler or the, sorry, the um, the other farms, which did you want to go to the one to the north or southwest back towards town? I believe the north was yeah. in sight. It the, might be a the little pen bit. farm. Yeah. yeah, where you saw the silo. Yeah, when you go up there, you uh, you catch them there finishing up breakfast. You know, they come to the door. He's sort of in a hurry to get back and finish up his breakfast at the door. Uh, so you only get like a few questions in what, what kind of, what are you asking? Uh, I'm sorry to bug you. Uh, we're just kind of going around. Uh, the butler farm had had an animal or had some of their animals slaughtered. And we're just making sure that your livestock have been unmolested. Yeah, no problems here. All right. You have a good day. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. All right. Now we'll go to the one closer to town. Yeah, the Clemens. Yeah, so when you get to this farm, you can see it's set a little more closer to Ross's corners than uh, the church was, right? Okay. It's just on the northern side of the town. Uh, and when you stop there, it's much the same as, as what had happened at the other farm, where they say they haven't had any issues All right. with uh, vagrants or animal animals being killed. All right. Thank you for your time. I'll go shoot one of their livestock. <laughs> <laughs> now you got a problem. <laughs> okay, so it's about the time that Detective Glover and Dr. Andrews return from the outlying farms to the town center that Mr. Monroe and Dr. Call and Deputy Norwood arrive at the tail end of morning. Okay. And um, so you had known or you knew that they had rented those rooms from Ma Peters yeah. uh, yesterday before you left. I think we'd originally had one for, like, a room for me and Dr. Call as well. Or... Yeah, you were all supposed to fit okay. in those two yeah, rooms. because we didn't want to stay at the yeah. Uh, yeah. the farmhouse. Merweather farmhouse, yeah. So it's, you know, you're coming up to that general store, and her home was behind that uh, when you see the sheriff's truck pull in onto Boone Road there. And you can see a couple forms in the cab. And when it pulls up closer, you can see there's Dr. Andrews and Detective Glover. Okay. Yeah, I'll get out of the car with the sarcophagus container thing and, you know, kind of give a wave as I head inside to begin some preparations. <laughs> I, I waved back. Yeah. Just... <laughs> so Dr. Call steps out. Um, not very spryly. He has an old injury in his leg that keeps him, but he seems pretty happy. Seems driving is a good fit for him. Uh, although a little stiff from the ride and the deputy gets out to go confer with Sheriff Hooper and Hooper turns to you, Detective Glover, and says, well, I'm going to talk to the town about our problem and uh, frame it up the way I think will work best for him. I... Probably will just do this one on my own since you guys being there will invite a bunch of other questions. Understandable. Sure. I want to keep it as simple as possible about what's going on. And uh, if you guys need me, then uh, let me know and I'll be around. Do you want us to inform you before we head out to the farmhouse? Is it something you actually want to know what's going on down there? Or would you just prefer to remain in the dark? <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know. I don't know. But uh, I do want to help. I do feel responsible for these people, so if you need my help, I'll be here. Will do, and I'll extend my hand to him. He shakes it. 
and I'll uh, <laughs> turn back to Monroe. <laughs> you know? Oh, I probably headed straight inside. Oh, okay. um, well, then I'll head to Monroe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll change in, change my clothes into my, you know, field gear. Oh. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny when we did that in Peru, no one remembered that I had my field gear on. We well, just and, always imagined you were always in your normal suit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, like even when we went to, uh, even like when the, you went to the college, you had a more, you had less ostentatious clothes. Yeah. So you, <laughs> nah. but, but no. yeah, they, yeah. He's in his, uh, because he had studied archaeology. He's just in his uh, field yeah. gear. So it's just a pair of coveralls and... Well, you can try to say stuff. that now. But this is a so shared storytelling. So. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> saying that now. So if they remember differently, <laughs> what can but you yeah. do? Yes, and... Yeah, at some point I will, like an eldritch being, just suddenly morph back <laughs> into <laughs> my suit. Um but yeah, I'll, I'll get changed and, and start the preparations for um, the incense uh, to where we, I just need Dr. Call or Dr. Anders to bring the fluid. Okay, so Dr. Call had harvested it into some vials. Uh, he was hurrying to catch up with you and confer with you anyways. He was like, uh, Mr. Monroe, I, uh, how is this supposed to go down? How are we supposed to banish this thing what are the steps i wonder well and i'll hand him one of the copies of the <laughs> which one do you hand him um <laughs> you're like cursed copy <laughs> <laughs> uh no actually that one i'm gonna try and leave in there in the sarcophagus i'll, yeah. I'll take out the one that uh isn't quite as cursed i suppose uh and i've probably you know, placed a, a bookmark of some sort in the location where the where we had found the ritual. Yeah. And yeah, I'll I'll hand that over to him and say, well, the the steps that we're aware of have been lined out here, and uh, they call for an incense so that we can see the creature, and uh, it it appears as if we will need to set up a circle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you do have a where the bulk of the ritual, including several chants. Uh, you, I don't think you still had narrowed down which one you were going to use because there were yeah. roughly a dozen. But um, so it's not as clear because that was a couple of days of looking into it and piecing things together. And as I had mentioned, like any religious text, this was almost sort of hyperlinked in a sense where it required understanding from other sections of the book to get the full picture. So you do have a section bookmarked, but you also had some notes that either you or Dr. Andrews had jotted down about it. But yeah, you uh, for the ceremony you had arrived at, there was this pentagram, uh, the circle of protection, whatever you wanted to call it, uh, to which was supposed to protect you from that. You mm -hmm. guys had a diagram of that. Uh, there was this incense that you were to keep burning as it would apparently interfere with the entity's ability. And there was the chanting that was to go throughout the duration once the ceremony had begun. And the length of the ritual you guys had determined was unknown. It uh, was as needed to bind the entity to your will. And also a sacrifice as being pleasing to the entity and making it more amenable. And the general understanding that blood sacrifice has a tendency to power up these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. There was also a note that um, 
one of the books that said the ritual should begin begin at midnight for best effect, basically, in much more flowery language. And also, you know that there was some hints that this area is on a ley line, but you haven't experienced it yourself, which is probably why they chose it in the first place, to mm. increase their odds of doing this spell. So that's where you were at right now. And that's on, like I said, a collection of markings in the book uh, and what you had sussed out in different places. So yeah, as I'm like making my preparations, I'll be you know just speaking to him nonstop and telling him the things that we'd learned. And if you flip to this part and... Then there's this, and if you flip to that part, then there's this, and uh, I believe that our best odds are if we do it at the house where they had done it before. Uh, Meriwether had mentioned that that was a place of power, uh, and, and that that would lend them greater success or greater chance of success. Uh, Doctor Call's going to bind this gin, isn't he? <laughs> uh, if if it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one thing that's kind of unclear in Monroe's mind is, are we trying to trap it or are we trying to bind it to our service? Of course is... you are trying to bind it to your service, Herr Monroe. <laughs> like, As power is meant to be grasped by those men powerful or strong enough to grab it. And you must, otherwise someone else will. <laughs> yes, that's a very good point. I imagine we... <laughs> We must be united in purpose if we are to have any sort of success at all. And uh, what what do you think, Dr. Andrews? What are our aims here? Dare we bring Take this entity, ancient beyond our understanding, under our control if we can? No. Or shall we just banish it? It should be banished. Sensible. Mm -hmm. Although, I dare say, disappointing. Mm -hmm. But I will take your lead, Dr. Andrews. Yeah. Far too risky to <laughs> try to control Andre's it. has got the poker face on over there. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, we had, it, it came about because of a group of people, you know, summoning it and trying to control it and failing to do so. And at least one of those people is far more knowledgeable about all this sort of thing than, than we are. So it seems can... foolhardy to think we'll have success where they failed. I can infer by Meriwether's tale that once the entity was there in the circle, it had a different effect on those gathered. So it seems to me that though we are going at this as a group, we will all be challenged in our own way. Mm -hmm. As you know, some stood firm while others were drawn towards the entity. Mm-hmm. Well, that troubles me. Are we all, who's to be involved in this? Just us four? And are we all so trusting of every individual here that do we have a choice? I mean, don't get me wrong. I trust you, Dr. Andrews, and you, Mr. Monroe, implicitly. Glover, I know less well. I mean, no offense to you, but I have not yet um, had we... time to learn your character. But if Dr. Andrews and Monroe vouch for you, that would be enough for me. Uh, Dr. Call, no, no, no offense taken. All I can really say, well, I might not exactly believe what my, uh, my friends here are saying, I do know that there's a murderer on the loose, and that whatever that murderer might be, whether it's a djinn like Monroe and Andrew suggest, or if it's a crazed hobo with a penchant for 
tearing hearts out of cattle and human alike, um, needs to be put down. You can't, you, you can't have something like that. I agree. Piling well, bodies. I will glance over at uh, Andrew and say, in a moment like this, I am actually a little relieved that Whitmire is not with <laughs> us. <laughs> That's very as, true. As uh, as much as I've come to rely on some of his uh, services. Yeah. He's an outer god double crosser, just like you, Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, before I forget, we went and we investigated out at the Butler farm. Ah. Yeah, Dr. Andrews could probably fill you in more on it, but. There's more evidence that it's been killing cattle as well. Hmm. There's two of them we found. What was it? He said, uh, what was it a couple of weeks ago or a week ago? Uh, two weeks ago for his cattle, three about, days apart. It's about two weeks ago, three days apart on each of them. It's right inside of the station. That does uh, kind of lend itself to the idea that it may not feed specifically on humans. It may be, he uh, may prefer it, but... Mm -hmm. He also, I asked him about if he had any sort of a, a vagrant problem being within sight of the station, and he said that that stopped about a month ago. Right in line to pile up a nice number of bodies. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Uh, I, I think I've heard you guys say that this ritual is going to happen at midnight. Uh, but this thing's going to feed in late afternoon if Dr. Call's estimations are correct. Should we potentially put something in its path? Or has it got a taste for human hearts these days? Well. I'll puff on my cigar. <laughs> I'm assuming that, uh, at the very least, last night, it uh, chose a human on purpose. If if uh, Dr. Call is correct that its influence is expanding, then it could have chosen another cow or another farm animal if it, if it so desired. But it chose make an example. another human. Yes, it, it, it may have been specifically to... Uh, intimidate us in some fashion mm. as well considering that it chose one very close to us well i i uh took the liberty and i hope i'm not being presumptuous here i am not the detective or the investigators after all you're damn um, right you're not <laughs> <laughs> you stick to your duck nbc's butt out <laughs> well no i just wanted to give you this map <laughs> uh, that i picked up of the area, and uh, I've just been making notes of where we find these things. If you look on the map, it looks like the high water mark as it comes closer to the town. If we are to take the farmhouse as the epicenter, then the high water mark would be the church. Mm. That would be the furthest afield that it's gone, or at least west of the farmhouse. Well, even then, the uh, farmer's house and is within its range, and there are plenty of other people. I'm afraid that there may be nothing we can do to stop it. I was just seeing if you could think of anything. You feeling all right, Monroe? <laughs> <laughs> How are things? Uh, as you can tell, I've been a little bit mentally strained as of late. Uh, yeah, you don't say. And I apologize for... Sister, usually you're talking a mile a minute. You've been kind of quiet. Is there some sort of pattern to it? Like, what was first? So probably the vagrants. How uh, old vagrants, was that raccoon? Raccoon, you would think would be the oldest, because you actually had some bone poking through fur mm. and stuff there. The vagrants 
were heavily decayed, but could have been the newest was up. squishy a little it, bit. You know? It also could have been sped up by the fact that they were inside a, a uninsulated yeah. building in summer. Oh, it's easier, Dr. Andrews, to think of who the most recent is and, and go backwards from there, I found. But he mm. says you have... The minister. You have Ralph, the minister, uh, and then we are presuming that McF Mrs. McFurder was killed and she's out by where the search area was. And then, what, that would be the cattle mutilations, you think, Detective Glover would Found be next? about right. Then the dead vagrants, and those would have been at various times from his description. Yeah. With the raccoon being the oldest, perhaps the first. Mm -hmm. Like a, like an infant. On the property. Coming out of the womb for so the I'm first trying time. I'm trying to suss out if, it, if there's a pattern to how it's branching out. Mm. Like, is it, is it making a pentagram by this pattern if, if it goes... Or is it just trying to beeline? <laughs> or is it, yeah, is it just picking a direction? I hadn't even thought of that, Dr. Andrews. You're it. You're we got the raccoon at the beginning. You gentlemen's occult minds are... Then the vagrants. That's... Then the woman, wherever she is. That's actually a good uh, point. Well, is there anything that my detective skills could probably do for pattern recognizer recognition like criminal pattern recognition um how old were the cows a week a week all right so i think you have a couple of different uh skills humans mm. there's obviously the spot hidden that just would be about detecting any pattern no, no matter its origin there's a natural world if you were try to compare it to more of a natural pattern like a prowling animal yeah or... like their behavior um i'm trying to think of something for criminal activity psychology psychology and then law for knowing the body of criminal activities so, so things that people got in trouble for that would just be having that library of information in your head that you could call back to an old case mm. that was kind of like that something like that so any one of those skills could work to Oh, man. Try to suss out more of a pattern. Let's see if we can get into the head of a gin. <laughs> nope, I'm drawing blanks. Almost failing. I might draw the wrong conclusion. Well, to me, gentlemen, at a glance, it looks just like the territory of a predator. Maybe it has a border for now, and it hunts within that. It's, you know, But based on the timeline, it doesn't seem like... Like, because it did... Animals after humans, right? I think we're thinking the raccoon is first, but the cows were after some humans. Yeah. Right. But there is, you know, something that the sheriff had mentioned, you know, the roadkill they'd see. I guess he wasn't clear whether there was more or less, but there, that's a, a woods he's by. There could be untold number of animals mm -hmm. that have been eaten. Perhaps right. looking around the woods might be worth our time once we eventually go down there. Maybe we'll find... More carcasses. Mm -hmm. Can I throw out an occult? Sure. If that... Mm, push it. No. Push it. Um, no, he's focusing on making the the incense. All right. Yeah, so you take a look. Uh, you, you kind of get these rough time periods, and, and you're, sure to, you're trying to think of um, moon phases and, and uh, whether Mercury's in retrograde or not. <laughs> during that time and and you're not able to put up a pattern that at least has to do with uh astrology astronomy yeah. star patterns there's nothing at that angle there's no uh particular pagan holidays that the 
killings would have occurred on of importance. Yeah. You know, except maybe by coincidence. So that's what your failed role gets you. It's just not matching up with any of the occult things. I mean, it could be a pentagram. It could be the uh, edge of a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that seems most likely that it's a circle. I mean, if you look at the distances here. Well, I'll just take your word for it, Dr. Andrews. I mean, that's the only pattern I'm going to, I can tell from what, what information we have. It just makes sense. Like the distance between, say, the vagrants and the minister, the different distance between the epicenter and those is pretty even. And even the, uh, the cattle from the farm is a, it's about the same distance. The only one that's a little off would be Ralph. Well, we got it. We can't uh, discount that some of this may have occurred by opportunity. It might have just been searching around and yeah, yeah. it spent so much time over there with the vagrants because they kept riding in on the rails and mm-hmm. yeah. coming into the buffet line. Yeah, I think uh, Monroe was saying that about the latest guy, right? Was that you? Yeah. The, yeah. So although I, people are spread out all throughout those fields. Message. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. if your curiosity still peaked, Dr. Andrews, we can uh, always go rummaging through the corpse pile in that station, maybe crack down a better timeline of mm-hmm. events for you. Well, I was just trying to determine if we could, uh, if if we could guess where it would go next so that we could put a animal there for it to feed on, but that was based on the idea that it was like a specific pattern, but if it's just a circle... It's just a radius, then. How intelligent is this thing, Monroe? Uh, from the memory that I... Don't, don't go into your weird <laughs> mumbo-jumbo. Just... Um, as far as I know, they seem fairly intelligent. Yeah, right. According to the legends, they're like us, right? Yeah. They're about... So, if this thing is trying to intimidate us by killing someone right in front of us... It's knowing we're coming. Very possibly. Right, so... It's also... It also could have killed him to keep us away from something. Okay. As a form of protecting its territory. So what are the chances that we're walking into something that probably isn't going to feed on these hearts or whatever it is, but it's going to be saving it for one of us? It's possible. That's true. Do you have anything to combat this, Monroe? Um, I'll start pulling out all those symbols and stuff that I <laughs> kind of... Yeah, he had... Say, these he had these a, are the best that I could have found. This is one of your flyers. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bunch of wards that were to keep visible and invisible spirits from passing, like, the boundaries. Like, uh, usually they were instructed to draw them on, you know, like, on the door frame or on a window. Could we draw this That's on that car and drive in there? <laughs> That wouldn't be a bad idea. The problem has been which one? Yeah, I, I've well, just been carrying all of them around <laughs> with me because I don't know. My thoughts exactly when it's in the doubt. shotgun approach to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, I t- I think uh, I dare say that no matter what, in the best of circumstances, some things will always be unknown, and that to mm-hmm. delay and know them would put us into a point in which the fact of us knowing them will no longer be of any use, so perhaps we should go. You're the type of man that leaps and then looks, aren't you? Yes, you might say that's why I've injured my leg, although that was more the horse's fault. Than Real wild, man. 
<laughs> All right. I guess Mr. Call's getting antsy, and I can't really say that sitting here is no, making no. my anticipation uh Don't ramp take up. me wrong. I'm, I'm happy to discuss it more. I, I, in fact, live for it. <laughs> I was just throwing out my sense of things. Nah, I kind of want to be the, done with this too, Dr. Call. Uh, well, well, shall we drive out there? I, for one, fully expect if I walk into that forest, I'll find many older killings that match the description will, will answer for me that these things that the oldest were nearest to the house mm -hmm. yes. yeah. um, it makes sense to me but also it's uh, I've considered with the animal killings the roadkill the vagrants as well as all the killings that we are aware of that the idea of it only happening once a day may have been a bit uh under sure. undershooting mm -hmm. its actual proclivity for for uh, taking its food, I suppose I should say. Quite possibly. Um, in which case, it may not matter what time we go out there. We wouldn't be safe. Except we need to go out there at midnight so you can work your hoodoo. We do need to start the ritual at midnight, but yes. If you we want to look there, around the house? Was it? Yes, it's implied uh, in in Meriwether's journals that they somehow protected themselves during the ritual, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, um, although it didn't specify how, and we've been unable to find anything in the in the books that we have. Uh, well, it wasn't it once the ritual was started that as long as you don't cross the barrier of the uh, that, symbol. That was one of them. Yes. Not that I'm paying uh, attention to you, wackadoosh. <laughs> uh, well, there, I... were, there were other mentions of a watcher that was uh, designated to keep away other spirits and other entities. Uh, I suppose they had the advantage of trying to draw the thing out of its place of being bound and not a loose gin, <laughs> mm -hmm. as we are dealing with. They Thank you, Mr. Merriweather. Quite a a bit longer to study up on the subject. Uh, unfortunately, we've only had a few days where they had years. And yet they failed. So where's Whitmire? Uh, Whitmire is... Is he going Whitmire. to be joining us? Uh, I have no idea. Now, he hadn't... Well, we can say you sent off a telegram or tried to reach out to him. He didn't leave any with you. He did yeah. try to contact Dr. Andrews, but he didn't know... He didn't mm -hmm. send it to Ross's Corners, for example. He sent it to Dr. Andrew's house. So, yeah. uh, But you just don't get any response in the time you were in Boston back yeah. from him. So he's just in the wind? He does this from time to time, and I'm afraid that, uh, yeah, he may not be able to join us this time. All right. He seems like a good kid, aside from stepping a little bit outside the law from time to time. Mm -hmm. Until you find out what he's up to <laughs> right now. <laughs> yep. Kill, 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 kill. Yeah. <laughs> Mad dog Jimmy Whitmire and his hard boiled. <laughs> like that. Um, anyhow, yeah, the he's like, well, I will um, go get the vehicle cranked up, gentlemen. If you're... Should we uh, put the symbols on that so we can at least drive into the territory safe? Maybe have some place to run? I would say that uh, anything we can do to bolster our chances of protecting ourselves against this thing is... Uh... Something well is time well spent. I'll go see if uh, Ma Peters has a bucket of paint. You got a preferred color? Even if we just have some chalk that we could draw the symbols on with, uh, anything that we could do. All right. Yeah, so I'll go bug Ma Peters. She has either. 
Or your preference? I'll take the paint, Mrs. Beatish. Thank yeah, you. Help yourself. It's uh, it wasn't even for sale. It was just some old stuff she had for painting the uh, the walk around the the store. Yeah, so. I'll uh, buy it off her, or at least make an attempt to. She says, "Don't worry about it." Ah, you're a sweetheart, Mrs. Peters. Yeah. Everybody right. had an old bucket of whitewash or something. <laughs> yeah, gotta keep them picket fences gleaming. That's, that's right. Anyway, Monroe oh. got your paint. <laughs> that reminds me. I think when you woke up this morning, Doctor Andrews, you got. 35 luck. <laughs> oh, nice. He's yes. our luck tank. I think that just brought him back into the running because he was down pretty low, weren't you? Yeah. Was... So you're like back in the 50s or 60s. How many did I get? 35. So yeah, I'm at 59. Did uh, right. Is Monroe feeling any of the effects from the curse de Vermis Mysterious? So far not, at least not that he can tell. Um, but as you're painting these symbols on the car and you're kind of which one do I do? And there's something odd about the symbols too, in the sense that they don't really, you know, because geometric or symbol patterns from other mythologies, they they're kind of a like there's something. Uh, what's the word where they'll synchronize up the? Mm. Uh, they're symmetrical. Mm -hmm. They're pleasing to look at, but these ones are kind of odd they, in a sense. And when you've painted them there, they might as well have just been somebody splattering paint on the car, maybe in a little bit more angular of a fashion, so it couldn't be accidental. But it's just not the. It's not anything like a star pattern or mm -hmm. the yin and the yang or even a cross or anything like that. You know, it's just they're odd patterns. But I'll take a luck roll. We'll see mm -hmm. if you guys look into uh, anything. Let's find our lowest luck person here uh, right now. Forty nine, fifty five, fifty nine. All right. I would suggest that we don't. I don't paint a bunch of pagan symbols in front of <laughs> Mrs. Peter's uh, establishment. I'll. Try and keep them in like conspicuous spots, like underneath the yeah. hood or uh, in the wheel wells type of places. Or you can get a little fine, like a really small brush to make them very fine. You also probably have to get them off. Okay. This is also a rental, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I think like worst comes to worst, you probably just paint it on the glass, right? That yeah. Technically, it counts yeah. the door. It's easier to get it off than need be, and. Yeah. Okay. So you get that painted up, and it's um, a little past noon, so maybe you take a lunch as well before you get onto Boone Road and drive a couple miles out to the farmhouse. Whereas Jack Glover knows, and he can point over the shoulder of Dr. Call as he's driving. You know, you can point out that burnt tree that marks the turnoff to the farmhouse. One second here. Damn Zoomers. Yeah, I'll be uh, keeping an eye to the treetops and keeping an eye out for anything strange as we head out there. Yeah, that's I'm in agreement with that. Is that Jimmy Whitmire still on that map? <laughs> I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Mad as ever. He's actually a Cthulhu entity. He's probably getting close. Uh, what did I do with you guys? We're over by the the old tree to the west. Okay. Pull out a doctor call. <laughs> Across space and time, Dr. Call appears on the map. There he is. I didn't get a chance to go in to the to, to the house last time me and Jimmy were here. The sheriff interrupted that. Mm. So I can't speak to the state inside there. But it looked like everything was all covered up. Yeah, so uh, it's an old farmhouse. Like you would say, this would be sort of the early ones where you could order in 
all the stuff you needed to build a house and they'd ship it out to you and you kind of build mm. by a plan there it was called a salt box and uh so it has a very basic layout pretty much just a rectangle sometimes they have a cellar depending on the terrain you're living in uh and they have a small non-livable attic space usually some of those were nice houses yeah i mean like, uh this was just not one of them. This was like a more, it's not like a bad house. It's just, yeah. you could tell somebody was really living uh, wild when it was first built. You know, they were. Yeah. I found out my great, great uncle's house was one of those and it was a nice place. Like it had the wraparound like deck type yeah. of thing and yeah. parlor and all, all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. I was, but yeah, we found the old uh, Sears ad ah, right, yeah. for it and it was pretty cool. I see the prices for them too, and I'm like, ah, oh. yeah, you're like <laughs> fifteen thousand oh. dollars. I could scratch that up. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, you you see, um, you had parked over by the dead tree. It's blackened by a lightning strike in years past, and you see that gravel path, uh, which is overgrown a bit, travels down to the farmhouse, which you can see peeking down at the end there. And it's um, did we see uh, Sheriff Hooper's gathering on the way out of town? Yeah, you heard or you saw people drifting into uh, the church again, towards the church, too. <laughs> they just don't have a better meeting space where everybody in the public's welcome and has the seating for it. So you saw people, you know, walking across fields or down the street, uh, heading towards that church. Um, Man, Hooper, <laughs> dropping the ball, buddy. Oh, crap. I was going to suggest we uh, buy a lamb or a goat or something. We don't need to. That church is full. <laughs> no, to bring out with us because we're going to need a source of blood. Mm. Yeah, didn't somebody say that they got blood from the raccoon or something? Not the raccoon. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Got blood from Dr. Cole. We do have that. How much blood is needed? We don't know. Well, I should say uh, for you occultist types. You know that when blood sacrifice is referenced, it's not necessarily the, just the letting of yeah. blood, right? It's the actual it, killing, you know? Yeah. Because um, most of the gods don't count it if you're just like a little bit of blood for you, you know? They want to see some All right. some dying. So that's probably what he was referencing. Of course, you're not sure, but generally that's in your experience. Most of those writings are well, talking are about the on killing. On the road, we can... See if we can stop by a farm or... Yeah, it looked like on the other map that uh, the where the cows were mutilated was just north of here. I wonder if there's a, a farm or something along the way where we could purchase a goat or a pig or something along mm. those lines. Yeah, I mean, we can try that. Okay. Looking to buy a goat or yeah. a pig. Or, yeah, just... Preferably, I, I don't know, maybe for the size of the car, like a, a kid or a piglet. Yeah. Okay. That's a... That's a non-adult goat, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so we just... <laughs> not, a, not a human child. We got a that, scene that of you... Uh, <laughs> your child. How much for the child? <laughs> <laughs> we got a, a scene of you leaving uh, Ross's corner. Then you stop by a farm, and you're standing on some farmer's porch, and you're like, you got a pig or a little goat you could sell us? And he's like, takes in the dress of each of the men there, and he's like, you I suppose. Uh, what are you offering? <laughs> Look towards Dr. Andrews. But pretty much any price for one 
animal of that has obviously absorbed in your enormous wealth. <laughs> I'll buy your whole farm. You can keep a pig. Um, <laughs> Actually, you know, it's not probably not a bad idea to buy up the real estate while it's cheap. That's the only way to keep people safe, too. Uh, buy everybody out. You know, down the route of our horse traders. So that's start not buying a bad idea. Property. Right. Like, you have the lizard folks in cities basically building a giant uh, ritual. Might as well start doing it here. You might be the only safe havens. That's true. That exist after their thing's done. So, yeah. So we will, um, we'll actually close the scene as you're lifting or helping that animal into the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it's just, what do you want, a pig or a goat? What do you prefer? Uh, a pig might be smaller, but. Uh, yeah, goats are cooler. Okay. Yeah. Or if yeah. there's a lamb, like, you know, the blood of the lamb yeah. Yeah. fits with the. <laughs> so who's riding in the back? Um, probably me. <laughs> if you want a lamb, you can have a lamb. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's... Don't it, name them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're in the back with the lamb. Who else is in there? Glover? Yeah. Uh, so the lamb is, it. you know, it's being okay. It's used to people. It's just, it's gotten up on you a little bit and it's looking out the window and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, making it sound and you're... And in Monroe's head... You're wondering who's actually going to be doing the bloodletting because you've never actually done that before, you realize. Yeah. And uh, we'll say it licks your face and we'll close the scene there. <laughs> Thanks for playing, guys. Yeah. Uh, Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks. I'll slit it short right there. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> oh, shoot. Start Turn around. <laughs> Go back to the farmer covered in blood. Uh, do you got any- This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening.